This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. All right, Hapsters, I am really excited for you to virtually meet one of my clients, one of my Hapsters, Jennifer Prasad. Jennifer is a professional organizer in Long Island, and she is a client that took me quite a bit of convincing. (laughs) I don't, convincing is not the word, but there was quite a bit of resistance and hesitation to coaching. Um, And finally, when we started to work together, some real magic happened both in her personal life and her professional life. And every so often, Um, when I'm teaching you guys these concepts, I feel like the best way for you to really see the magic of it come to life is within the stories of my clients and how they have used these tools and these systems and these skills to really up level and to start imagining a new future for themselves and then really creating it. Powerful stuff. So um, I can't wait for you to meet Jennifer. Hi, Jess. How are you? Thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, I'm just going to jump in to my business and let's start talking about it. So I'm a professional organizer and uh, I'm doing this because I like to give back and I like to use something in all honesty, which is a natural talent. So um, I came from an industry previously that I did well in, but didn't do anything for me as a person from my soul. So people around me um, were impressed by it. And that meant a lot to me back then. But since working with you, I have realized the importance of kind of fulfilling myself and my own needs and being proud of myself from within rather than seeking the approval um, from external points. And so let's talk about my business. Let's jump in. Tell them first real quick, where, what was the industry that you came from that you're alluding to before? So yeah, I was in a very glamorous industry. I was in the diamond industry. Um, I was at a very high level executive position and um, I was traveling the world and it seemed like a dream job that anybody would want to have in corporate, but there was a certain emptiness in me that came with the pride and the success of that industry. So after I became a mother, I kind of decided that that wouldn't be the industry that would support me in being the best parent that I could be and that I should get into an industry and use my God-given talents or whatever came naturally to me to make the world a better place. And that's what professional organizing does. I am clearing every corner and space in the world one at a time to give people peace and balance in their life. So good. And so when did you actually make that transition? You said when you had your daughters, I know the, the beautiful little ones, but, uh, so that was about when you had Serafina, she's about to turn four. She's about to turn three. And that's when I, at that point, I thought I was definitely going back to my job. Um, 13 months later, I had my second daughter, that's Aviana. And when I was on maternity leave with Aviana, actually, when I was deciding what her name would be, I came up with the name of my company, Fanavi. I had never even thought that I would own a business. I never thought it was for me. So many people had said you should, but I thought it was a very scary 
um, leap without ever having, you know, a means of making the income I was making in corporate. So it was right before I was going back from my second maternity leave and I, I had sleepless nights and the universe was literally screaming at me, telling me you are not going to go back. Um, and so that's when I decided that I would have to think really, really hard and see what other talents I had within me. Um, and one thing that I did a lot of when I was home was making my home beautiful and helping others make their home beautiful. And someone said to me, you know, you have a real talent for this. And so I started organizing. Yes. And for those of you who are listening and not driving or in the shower, if you're driving, don't do this, but you can hop on while we're chatting. Cause this is one of those, uh, industries where you kind of need to like, see it to know the power of it. It's a very visual, um, work that she does. And it is so beautiful. She also has a very, very, um, clear and recognizable brand. Um, so definitely go and follow her on Instagram. It is Vinavi NY. So that is F I N A V I N Y, uh, on Instagram. And you can, I'm sure, is that your website as well? It is. It's Vinavi New York.com just N Y not New York spelled out. Um, yeah. And, uh, I will tell everyone that my Instagram is definitely a picture of my personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. And I think when I came to know you, I always say like, I only have so much space for, for one-on-one clients. And so I'm kind of picky with who I offer one-on-one to. And I just pursue relentlessly the people whose businesses I think are just scratching the surface with, surface with potential, but really more than anything, the ones that have that um, that personality and that talent that's already there. And then all they need really is to get their smart brains out of their own way to really kind of, honestly, kind of how you said, slowly but surely take over the world. I really think that the hapsters are, are a certain breed. And I saw you and I was like, she must be a part of us. So tell us, so kind of when, uh, when we first met, tell everybody how we met and kind of what your thoughts were about coaching back then and what kind of led you to officially jump in. Okay. So, um, I think I met you at Babes in Business Long Island. Mm -hmm. I think I met you in an event or I had seen you something like that. And I was immediately interested, um, in what you had to offer when you say taking over the world, when you say you're selective with your clients, these things are very attractive to me because everybody wants to be part of an elite group in a certain way. And so before that I had never considered coaching life coaching to me was like an idea, um, that other people did not me business coaching, definitely not something that I was thinking about because I thought I was confident in my business until I spoke to you. And in the first conversation, you opened my mind up to so many corners that I never considered for my business. Um, you gave me so many new ideas, different streams of income that could come out of my business. And so after our first conversation, I thought you were amazing. And then you dropped the price on me. <laughs> and then I said, yeah. And then I said, oh no, I don't really need this that badly. Um, I'm not going to make the investment because is it really worth it? Do I need her? I, I couldn't stop thinking about our first conversation for a good week. 
And then I, then you were relentless. You, we spoke again and you told me um, that you really thought I could be part of your group. And I, it was so tempting, but I still said like, do I have the money? I'm a new business. What's it going to do for me? Um, and then I asked you if I could do single sessions, which are pricier than signing on. In, in, in a- now I don't do single sessions anymore yeah. for anyone listening. Um, and Jennifer was the final person that made me realize why I don't do this. I was always hesitant because in my mind it was not as valuable because I really felt like it took a couple of months to be able to unlearn a lot of the thoughts that were holding people back. But what I didn't even realize until Jennifer went through her experience of doing the one-off sessions and then do going to two a month. I made a lot of concessions for Jennifer what, what that I normally don't do um, because I just really believed in her and I wanted her to get her, her feet wet so that she could see the value and understand the value so that she could understand why the investment made sense for her. But what we experienced was actually that she wasn't getting the results she was getting some results but they weren't happening as powerfully in the first couple of sessions because she was not all in like your thought was always how can i just work within the confines of these one sessions and make just back just you were thinking so small in terms of the sessions right yes i was i was totally thinking like okay, I'm going to do like this many tasks between these two sessions and not jumping in and not having skin in the game, as Jess always says, gets you maybe half-assed results. Sorry, but yeah, yeah, I know we're allowed committed. You're not committed. So I did that through pandemic. I was trying to do these like single sessions, not really be committed to them. And my results were reflecting that. One day, I think I just stopped and said, listen, get in or get out. And, and Jess kind of like alluded the, to the idea, but she never like kind of forced it. So what happened is I decided to jump in. And the way I decided to jump in was by not telling anyone around me for two reasons. Number one, during pandemic, I was not working. So the monetary investment for me was really, really hard for me to swallow. But if I was making such small strides with my little single sessions that I was doing, what could I do with the big sessions? I mean, it, I knew it would be huge. The other, the other part of it was I was almost embarrassed to have a life or business coach because for me, that was like saying I need help. In retrospect, I figured out somewhere along the way that she has nothing to do with needing help. She has everything to do with giving you a clearer vision, streamlining how you're going to reach your goals. And, you know, she, she has everything to do with, um, you know, teaching you about your life and not just your business. So you're the best version of yourself. You're showing up in this amazing person that you want to be. Um, so, so that, that, that we knew, we knew we, that money was like a huge reason for you that you were scared to invest. And I just kept kind of saying like, why are you, why are you strangling this result that you want to create? It's like you were holding our sessions hostage because you wanted something from them because you felt like all of these things 
you felt like the reason what you kept saying to me kind of in your own words was the reason to have a coach is so that I could teach you how to do the things that you didn't know. And what you kind of were learning in our one-off sessions was that my job was to just show you how you already had the answers, but you were not um, asking the right questions to your brain. You were undermining yourself at every corner and second guessing yourself and really focused on your past and um, maybe what other people thought and other people were feeling and comparing yourself, all of the things, right? Right. And, um, and then ultimately what happened when you finally, uh, you know, I keep wanting to say pull the plug, the opposite of pull the plug. When you, when you finally <laughs> jumped in and, and went all in and said, okay, I'm going to sign up for six months of coaching, which is now for those of you listening, your only option, if you want to do one-on-one coaching, you need to basically commit to saying, I am committed to, by the end of six months, being a different person. And if that's what you want, that's the type of belief you have to have in yourself. And I kept telling Jennifer, like, it, you clearly don't believe that you're going to get results, which is why you continue to only want to invest in two sessions a month or one session a month, instead of just going all in weekly for those six months. And finally, when you did it and you were like, all right, I believe in myself. I believe that by the end of these six months, I am going to be a different person. What happened? Um, I decided to commit to the six months. I made a deal with myself that I would hide this. And, and I know no one knows me, but there are no big secrets in my marriage like this. And we definitely don't make big investments without talking to each other. But I said that this was something epic and this was a one-time situation. So I made the investment and within three weeks, I made the entire investment back and I put it right back in the bank account and no one knew the difference except that. <laughs> I am a different person. I will say that, but it was amazing. It was amazing. And I actually don't know the answer to this. Does, does your husband know now kind of how much you pay me or paid me? No, he has no idea. I think my husband still, I think he thinks you, you might be my friend, but then he realized you're my coach, but he has never asked me the price and I have never disclosed it. Um, but I am happy that it, my bank account, you know, is back to where it was. Actually, it's probably four times as much in four months as the investment, four or five times. So, um, so funny because we were just looking yeah. at Jennifer's finances this morning. Um, we do a lot of work around separating the math from the drama. And she said had a lot of drama about what she <laughs> thought she was making or what she wanted to make and hitting our, our goal for 2020 with her business. And I was like, okay, let's look at the numbers. And I'm looking at the whole year and I'm like, when did we start working together? Was it? And she goes, I'm pretty sure by looking at the month to month, you can see exactly where we started working together. And it literally went from like hundreds of dollars to thousands of dollars a month. Right. And, um, it was just, it's, it's fun for you to see though, that, that really, even those three weeks, it wasn't like in those three weeks, cause you had already had three sessions collectively with me. The yeah. difference wasn't necessarily what I was teaching you. It was what I tell you guys all the time is the hardest part of coaching, which is the coaching you have to do to yourself to get yourself to be all in when that belief is in yourself. And you realize that you're all in, like you said, you were like, all right, like this is my future will be different. And there are no other options for that. Exactly. Really you have to be magic. Immersed and 
I think the biggest thing was that like I was ready for the change. You definitely a hundred percent change people. Like you change me as a person, um, not only in my business, but in my life. And you made me realize that maybe my internal approval is so much more valuable than the external. And uh, there's so many things that you taught me, which I'll, I'll get into in a few minutes, but you, you make these changes and you can only make those changes if you're invested in what I want to say, the happening world. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is so fun too. Cause one thing that we haven't really talked about on this podcast and any of my guests is their interactions with each other. And not only, um, is that really incredible to see other business owners who are at all different levels. You know, we have hapsters in there who are just getting their business off the ground and turning it from a hobby and working with full time with multiple kids at home, which includes Jennifer who has two kids, you know, and is, does her business in the, in between the hours of her other priority, which is really her family and being a mother, um, is also, then there's people in there that are doing 2 million plus in revenue. And to see that all of these clients really have the same thoughts and the same core feelings that are popping up for them that are either helping them succeed or helping them, um, or holding them back. And to kind of see that like the numbers aren't really what create your doubt. I know a lot of people will say to me that they will invest. They'll be like, I'm so interested in coaching. As soon as I like have more money, then I will invest in coaching. Right. And what I want to offer you always is that like some of my best clients, some of the clients that get the best results are the ones that really do not know where that money is going to come from. Like they just are like in the middle of the pandemic yeah. with, with no money. Like, <laughs> I mean, I had probably, I don't know how many clients sign on during the pandemic, really not being sure how they were going to make back this money because they couldn't see it. Right. And when you go all in with yourself and you just say, it's, it's not a matter of how, which is less your job. It's more a matter of like, I, am concretely in belief that it will happen, then we start to be willing to experiment and fail and failure collection. You guys have heard me talk about that on the podcast, but, um, and then we just coach you up on all of your thoughts and feelings around all of those fears that have been holding you back when you're trying to do all this work on your business by yourself. Um, so tell me about some of those things that you mentioned before about, um, the personal things. I know when, when, whenever we have a, a session, um, that pops up where something personal is going on and it pops up and it gets like a little bit emotional. I think all of my hapsters are caught off guard the first time they cry about something that is not, um, business focused. And was that surprising to you and how has it affected the way that you go about thinking about your life and your, your day. So give me one example of one thing. The one example is that, yes, I cried during our first session and I didn't cry about business. Surprisingly, I cried about the approval of my parents with my new business. Um, and I cried about like, I guess being asked if I was something like a cleaning lady or something like that. So, um, it came out during my session. I didn't think about it beforehand. And I was talking to you about how my parents and my family members really feel about my business and that they didn't feel like I was using my academic background to the best of my ability. Sure. And I wasn't wearing my heels and my pencil skirts. And it like was almost this 
this disappointment. And I didn't think I would start crying, but apparently that was really, really important to me when I first started working with you. Um, and so today, actually during our last conversation, I was telling you that I feel this weight lifted where um, I don't seek that approval anymore. And now they love my business and they say things to me like, oh my God, you do something real. You have a talent. And even a positive um, approval, a positive comment like that doesn't make me that elated because I get my happiness from what's in myself. And that is probably the most valuable lesson that you have taught me since I started working with you. Um, you don't seek approval from outside. You don't get it from your clients. You don't get it from your family. You don't get it from your spouse, your siblings. If you depend on those feelings, then you're going to be disappointed at some point, whether it's positive, negative, you can't depend on someone else for those feelings. So you made me such a stronger person. And now I feel like an expert in my business because you told me to get it from inside, carry yourself as if you're your best critic. And that that's amazing advice. I love that advice. Yeah. I, I think it's really a, a common thing that people are confused. They're like, oh, you must love your job so much as a life coach because it must be really rewarding because people are constantly telling you how you've changed their life or how they think differently and all those things. And I will say some of my deepest work is the work that I help you guys do, which is to not put my self-worth and certainly the value and my confidence in coaching in your guys's praise of me. Because the truth is, is then, then whatever positive emotion you're opening yourself up to or positive um, praise or feedback, you're opening yourselves up to and just taking that on and seeing it as true, you will do the same thing for anything that's negative. And then in order to, like you said, to feel a certain way, you feel at the mercy of approval. You feel at the mercy of your client's satisfaction. Another coaching thing that we talked about a lot, which was leading you to want to work with certain clients and want to drop certain clients was because you felt like you couldn't satisfy a certain client. They were unsatisfiable. And so maybe they just weren't your client. And we talked about how you know, of course you can, um, decide not to work with a certain client, but at the end of the day, you want to do that from a neutral place and not from this place of wanting to escape a negative emotion. And it takes a little while to unlearn that behavior of understanding that, um, that praise is something that we need to understand. Like it doesn't mean anything about me. I get to decide already that I was super valuable and expert in providing you that. I already knew that. So when you tell me that, I'm like, I'm so glad that you're having that thought and feeling because that's about you. Whereas up until this point, like I had already had that thought and feeling about my work. And now you have this same in your business, right? You already decide in advance when you go to a client's house, I am an expert at what I do. I am extremely valuable. I'm going to provide I'm going to over deliver on this work and it is going to amazing. And you can include there, you will see experts, especially on those Netflix shows, right? Being like, everyone loves what they do. They're going to love it. But I would just even open yourself up to like them having a critique about that and being like, that's totally fine. They can have a critique about them. You don't have to agree with it, but, but you can actually be, be in a neutral, curious place about a critique that someone has from you when you don't make it mean anything about 
your skills. You're like, oh, that's so interesting. Yes, maybe I can approve. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to be critiqued. Um, I think before I might have been a little emotionally attached to what people say. Now I look at it as a way to be better. And I appreciate that. But um, one of the best things that came out of these sessions was that I used to ask clients if they were happy or if they liked what I did for them. Oh, are you pleased? How do you feel? And I have come to learn that at the end of sessions, the best question to ask is, what's next? And um, I, that is something that we didn't really talk about in our sessions, but it like came naturally from learning that I don't need the external approval and my client isn't the one making me happy. So the best question is now what's next? What are we doing next? And you just keep that ball rolling rather than, are you happy? Are you happy? Um, Your clients will definitely voice their opinion if they are or aren't happy. They always tell you. I love that so much. And you know, we had talked about this earlier on our session today and I, I just, I will have you repeat this to the other hapsters as often as we can. Cause two of the principles that we teach as hapsters are to number one, stay future focused and define your success in terms of your future and never from your past. That's why it is so easy to be willing to accept, um, critiques because you're like, Oh, I've already done the best that I could with what I've had. And I can take this critique and it's only value to me because I'm thinking about it in terms of how it can make me better. Me, also, yeah, it applies also, which I did not expect um, because I really signed on with you for the business entrepreneur side of your coaching business. And I was like, we're never going to talk about my, my life. I don't need a life coach. I don't need a life coach. Right. The truth is that that, um, that applies as a mom to me. So I'm not looking for approval or even getting offended when people are saying, Maybe they don't like something I do with my kids, or maybe they don't think that's how it should be. The same way it applied to business, it made me stronger and more confident in my decisions with my children, with my spouse, with my life. So there's a direct connection between what I've learned during my happening sessions with you as far as business, but also it it definitely um, affects my life and me as a whole person. So when I started with you, I was like, no, no, no. I'm just going to do business. But like what people have to understand is you actually transform as a human being, as a person, how you carry yourself. It's all hand in hand. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's really just a, a foundational thinking patterns. And like you said, patterns are what, what cause you to be the same type of person. Like the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Um, that it's going to, leak into the way that you are and your habits, your neuroses are going to leak into every area of your life. The same way your foundational like um, principles and strengths in the way that you you um, set up your thoughts and feelings are going to also leak into your, your other areas of your life. And it's a beautiful thing when you're doing all of that intentionally. And so the, that real work that we did to just say, hey, I don't think you're asking yourself a good question here. How can we ask better questions? And when I'm saying it, I mean to yourself, like how can you ask your brain? Cause your brain's a machine just like Google. So if you were to type into Google, like why am I only making a couple hundred dollars or am I, why can't I make this thing? It's going to give you all of the evidence and the answers to answer that question. So exactly. Don't yeah. set your brain to task to answer 
a question that's not going to give you any evidence that's useful to you. Instead, a better question is, okay, so what would I have to do in order to get to that 10K month goal? Or what, um, like you said too, is like, what is the best way to um, wrap up a session before you were thinking in terms of the past, you wanted to know what they thought about everything you've done so far. And once you had done that work on yourself to say like, oh, I know that I'm an expert. Of course, I'm going to over deliver and provide them with the best work. You were able to focus on the future and just say, what's next? You've already showed them in that sentence, in that one question, you've showed them that you have such confidence in what you do. And of course, the result is going to be, it's not going to be the same, but Ultimately, if your if your excuse for not asking a future focused question is, well, I don't want to assume that they loved it because what if they didn't love it? Well, when you ask what's next, if they didn't love it or if they have any critiques, that's when it's going to come up anyway. You could just say what's next, and like they said, if they were like, well, you said the one client, what did what happened? Tell them what happened when you yeah. first did that. So, so she didn't want me asking her too many questions. Um, she was kind of like, just do your magic. So. Instead of asking her, do you like this? Do you like this through a session? I did my magic. She came in. She was elated. Actually, she started tearing up because she didn't even think her home could look that way. Um, especially within, I think it took me an hour to like work on the area. She was so happy. And then I said, okay, well, have a great day. And what's next? And she said, oh, no, you know, I'm going to wait until after the holidays. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll proceed. You know, the holidays are coming. It's a busy time. And I said, great, I'll speak to you then. Within 24 hours, she texted me and said, I spoke to my husband. And we're ready to hire you for like a whole package. And I think she gave me possibly my biggest package I'm ever going to book. So, you know, what's next? It made her think overnight. She said she couldn't even sleep thinking about the possibilities of what I could do in her home. Yeah. And it's so powerful too, for anyone who's listening, it doesn't really matter what industry you're in. When you start your clients thinking in a future focused way, um, it's already under the assumption that like, Hey, we're going to deliver all this amazingness. You can start to get them to think about the future, even before you've finished um, delivering their current service. And that will help level you up to this idea of it's as good as done. This project is going to be amazing. And that thought will drive you to feel confident, will drive you to feel expert, all of those feelings that you need to feel in order to show up and take the best action and show up as your best self, as your best CEO, um, you know, as your best technician within your work, whatever it is that you're trying to deliver. Um, it is not just this woo woo of like what I think about, I bring about and you don't have to do anything. No, it's not, it feels like magic, but it isn't. Your thoughts create your feelings and your feelings are how, where you take all of your action from. And if you're so busy thinking about the past, worrying about what they're going to think, trying to seek approval, trying to people please, your actions are going to be not what you want them to be. And you will never create a positive result from a negative emotion. Yeah. Well, a lot of my job, a lot of what you have done for me is what I do for my clients in a certain way with that thread of thought. You have decluttered my mind from these thoughts and feelings that I don't really need to push myself forward. And you've literally extracted my ideas and made them into dollars. And I don't just mean you just give me ideas of ways to make money. When you are that confident, when you are that expert, and you know that you're, you're doing the best that you can with what you've got, you are able to offer more. I'm able to say what's next because I'm offering to my client 
happiness or my, you know, I'm, I'm projecting that what's next. Let's go for the future. Let's keep going. And that is contagious. It makes your clients start thinking, Oh my God, what are the possibilities? What can she do for me? So yes, again, I'm going to say it. You turn, you extract my ideas and you turn them into dollars. Yeah. I think it was so funny because actually another person that we know, Jennifer and I, um, is thinking about working with me and she reached out to Jennifer as many people do reach out to my clients. And I encourage you to do the same, right? If you're, if you're just a podcast listener and you don't know me and you really want the inside scoop, reach out to any of my clients who've been on the podcast. Um, you can find them on Instagram. They're all very open because we get to work with each other too. And so you don't just get me, you get their seasoned experience. And if you have doubts, I can assure you that all of my hapsters at one point had some doubts about what they were going to be able to accomplish. And when she talked to this, uh, you know, mutual person that we know, she, her biggest takeaway was she was like, she just, she doesn't think she wants to hire you, but she's not even thinking that you're going to be able to make her money. Like she's just thinking about how much it costs and she's not even realizing that she's going to be making so much more from the investment. And you were like, what? I don't get it. Totally true. That's exactly what happened. I sat there and said, Hey, I made my money back in three weeks. And she said, Oh, she's going to help me make money. And I'm like, um, yeah. So, so I guess, I guess that was my goal in the beginning. Maybe it's not everyone's, but, um, it's definitely a direct result of working with Jess hundred percent. You make money. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think that people think again, because of the way that our society set up that, um, we create money from, the um, value that we, the, from the like time that we spend in our job. Whereas the reality is, is that we have to create money from the value that we add, which comes from the thoughts that we first have. So, so amazing. I know I could talk to you forever about this and we already have been talking for almost two hours today since we had our session. Our it's never enough. It's okay. <laughs> right before. It's never enough. It's never enough. Um, but uh, thank you so much for coming on and for um, just giving some people a different sneak peek perspective as to what it's like when you start out just in a little bit of scarcity and fear and kind of in a rush to feel better. And then when you let go of all of that and you just trust that it's going to happen and you have, um, you know, some support, uh, I, I'm so proud of you though, because really you say that I'm creating it, but I'm just providing you with the tools and not everybody, uh, uses them in, in the ways that, that you did so quickly. And I think that, um, you're a testament. So if anyone wants to go and talk to her about happening sessions or about coaching, great, but also you really need to talk to Jennifer if you're in New York about getting in your house. And like I said, doing exactly what I do, but for your space. Or virtually or anywhere in the country. Yeah. Thank you. Virtually. So, um, what's the best way for them to connect with you? I know we mentioned your Instagram, but you can mention it again. Now. Um, my Instagram is actually probably the best way. It's F I N A V I N Y that's Fanavi New York. Um, or you can shoot me an email at hello at Fanavi New York.com, whatever's the easiest way. Um, just, you know, I think it's Instagram. So thank you so much for having me and thank you for teaching me to work from a place of abundance over scarcity. That really has helped me in a million different ways. And if anyone wants to talk to me about coaching with Jess, I highly recommend it. And I would be glad to answer any questions. All right. Now let us both go and pick up our kiddos from yeah. school and uh, do our other job where we can show up as our best version of our, our mom selves today. 
Have a great day. Thanks, Jennifer. Cheers. Bye.